The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Alan Robinson, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, here of course with the Trash Man, just one week out from leaving for beautiful Kansas City, Missouri? (laughs) There is a Kansas City in Kansas, Trash Man. Well, yeah, it's basically, the the area like spreads between the two states, but... Yeah, yeah, so if you say... I think Missouri's the side that you probably... Pretty, yeah, pretty sure I'm flying into. I'm pr- pretty sure I'm flying into and staying in Missouri for the NFL draft. And make sure to stick around here on the channel for that and over at rosterwatch.com. But uh, clearly, Trashman and I have been d- breaking down these prospects throughout the whole course of the draft season. We've been to all the events, the Senior Bowl, the Combine, the various pro days. Uh, we'll be heading to the draft, and then after that, we'll be just getting on the way and getting ready for the rookie mini camps, the OTAs, and then of course the culmination of it all with the rosterwatch.com training camp tour. Whenever we come out with the various cheat sheet products that are going to help you with your redraft leagues right now, pretty focused on dynasty, pretty focused on the NFL draft. Some of these props that are beginning to come online, especially over on DraftKings. So Trashman and I thought it'd be fun to look over there at DraftKings and see if there are any NFL draft props. We might be interested in dabbling in. Uh, we're all, we'll also break down the Syracuse running back, Sean Tucker, as we sort of round out the guys we'll be doing our full evaluations on. Just a note to our pro members, we do have uh, rankings in from Byron on his top 30 wide receivers. Trashman and I have each done you know, 25 to 30 at the wide receiver and the running back position. We're going to have those consensus rankings up next week, Thursday here – or I'm sorry, Monday here on this podcast. Um, it'll be a busy week on the podcast feed next week. But um, Monday, we'll have Byron on. It'll be me, Byron Trashman, for the Meeting of the Minds, our release of our official cumulative staff rankings. Be, um, before we even get into the draft, props, Trashman, just a couple quick things. Are you going to get Quentin Johnston down to number two <laughs> behind Jackson Smith and Jigba? I mean, he's going to be screwing up two. our rankings at the top. It's, it, gonna, it, it, it makes Quentin Johnston our, 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 our number two. Well, who should be our number two? Well, I just I just look at it. If you move Jackson Smith and Jigba to number one, like you should, then we would have Zay Flowers as our number two. I mean, I'm not sold at Zay Flowers at number two. Okay, well, like I said, I feel I mean, like it's a little I mean, bit I almost think like almost I would I would almost rather have Addison at number two than Zay Flowers. But wouldn't you rather have Jackson Smith and Jigba at number one? Jackson Smith and Jigba is at number one. No, he's not. Not in your rankings. 
<laughs> in our rankings, he is. Yes, but why do you have him at number two in your rankings? If you know he's number one in your heart, I don't get it. You just, you just, you just trying to be a dick. No, you should rank the guys as you have them ranked, and then see how things fall. You can't reverse engineer. You, you can't play God to put Quentin Johnson at number one just so he'll be number two in our rankings. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense just because he's your number two. Let's What's get that, that fixed. Let's get that fixed. Okay, let's, let's let's talk about these draft picks. I can't. Be, you're just gonna you're just gonna keep on. You're just gonna you just want to sail this down the river and just leave it the whole time. Um, where's where's where does Brian uh, um Byron have uh, Quentin? Byron has Quentin Johnston at number three. Okay. If, if you were to move him, let me just let me just tell you. If you were to move him, that would basically put. That would basically make it a tie between Zay Flowers and Quentin Johnston at number two. Okay. Are you are you fine with that? Yeah. I just made the switch for you then. We're we're in unanimous agreement that JSN is wide receiver one. And I can be fine being being tied for number two. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get into these draft props. Um, you know, well, I, I think an interesting one to start out with would be just uh, I saw the market on this actually changed early this morning. Um Man, before we talk about Sean Tucker, I got to ask you about Allen Robinson and all the rest of it. But we'll, we'll we'll do the props right now. I want to talk about Allen Robinson, George Pickens, what this means for the Steelers. Uh, but as far as the draft props, one of the ones that I saw o- over there on DraftKings is the um, and shout out to DraftKings for getting so many of these markets up. Man, there there are a whole lot of them. One that I noticed yesterday that I really liked and I don't like quite as much this morning is the total receivers drafted in the first round. Did you look at that prop trash man at all? No. Okay. So um, I was just looking at mainly individual player props, but okay. So total wide receivers drafted in the first round last night. It was a big favorite to say over three and a half. I believe it was at plus one ninety to have it at um, to have it at uh, under three and a half which I thought was just a, a insane value. Now it's at minus 115 for both of these. So it's basically, you know, they 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 have it as a toss-up to whether it's going to be three or four wide receivers in the first round. Shout out to our boy Minion Hunter. Hope you're doing well, brother. For sure. Um we are whenever we think about this, trash man, so if we just just if we just think about this from the context of this class, right? And we look at the draft order and we look at the teams who have like when whenever I went through the draft order, I I, I looked at the teams who aren't already locked in to likely taking quarterbacks or who aren't already locked in to um spots in the NFL draft that are going to be much more conducive to taking high impact defensive players. Uh, edge rushers, defensive tackles, these kinds of guys, right? Corners. And that to me starts at about number 11. Okay. So you can see these are the teams that I feel like have primary needs at wide receiver and might take one. It would be, it would be reasonable to think that they could take one. I wrote down Tennessee at 11, right? Houston with their second pick at 12, but not their first pick. They're not going to take a wide receiver there with the first pick. Um, New England at 14 seemed to make sense to me that that's a primary need. So there's three 
Green Bay at 15, but we know that Green Bay and that organization, they just do not take wide receivers in the first round. Yeah. They don't they don't do it, period. Um you Arizona, if they trade back, you know, Arizona's picking at three, but it's a lot there's been a lot of talk about trading back. Who knows what's gonna happen with DeAndre Hopkins? You know, there could be something there. God, but that team has so much else that they need to do. I'm not sure they would go wide receiver. So I kind of I, th- I think they might. Okay, well, I well, I I put the Arizona sort of trade back scenario in there. I kind of put it in the same bucket as I put the Green Bay. I don't think Green Bay will take one. I don't think Arizona will will take one. I mean, we know that Washington won't. We know Pittsburgh. You know, we just talked about it. Pittsburgh just traded for Allen Robinson. They're they're giving him ten million bucks. Uh, you know, they just took George Pickens recently. I I don't. You know, they they have good wide receivers. They're not taking him. I can't see Detroit doing it after spending first round draft capital last year on Jamison Williams. Whenever there's so much that they need to do, Tampa Bay still has good receivers. Seattle, I don't think would do it. Not in the first round. Chargers, I don't. I mean, Seattle might. I don't think they're solid necessarily on a third receiver there in Seattle. I think maybe they could. It doesn't feel like a primary need. Baltimore doesn't feel like a primary need anymore after Odell Beckham, right? Um. I think the I think the first team. I mean, m- maybe Minnesota at twenty three with Thielen gone. That would make sense. So Minnesota twenty three. So that's basically four that I think are reasonable, right? Um, New York Giants at twenty five could go there, and I mean, you look down the rest of it. Uh, Dallas no, Buffalo no, Cincy no, New Orleans no, Philly no, Kansas City maybe. Maybe. So I think Kansas City's a maybe. So basically they're 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 like six teams that I think are legit sort of maybes for this thing. So now let's put that in the context of this year's of this year's wide receiver draft class, right? We've talked about it before, trash man. A lot of these guys are kind of puny. A lot of these guys have issues. A lot of them are small. Um some of them who are bigger might have the you know, Quentin Johnston has issues on tape he didn't have a good pro day um you know he had a lot of the stuff about him that dk metcalf had about him coming out with the lateral agility and the bad three cone and all the rest of it he doesn't have the dk metcalf beastly size and speed combo to help him out of that situation though and i just wonder i was was also gonna say real quick about the chief zay flowers is visiting them right now oh well yeah well and Look, and and look, there's a lot to like about Zay Flowers, but after Jackson Smith and Jigba in this class, it's like if if we just look at the lat, like if we just look at what happens in the NFL draft, right? It, it, what happens, you know, usually we, there have been drafts where only in recent history that as I as I looked through them, where it's like some of the. Uh, some of these draft – so like last year, right, we had one, two, three, four, five, six. In a good year, right, we had six wide receivers go in the first round. Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks. Okay? 2021, that was the Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, you know, Devontae Smith year. We had Jamar Chase go one, two, three, four, five in the first round. I'd say that's a better class than this class is. Yeah. Um, 2020, we had one, two, three, four, five, six go. That was the CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Jerry Judy, Jalen Rager, 
Brandon Ayuk and Henry Ruggs draft. Um, I think that was a better draft than this one. Yeah. 2019, which people thought was a terrible draft. They kind of talked about that draft the way that they talk about this one. It ended up not being that bad because of Debo Samuel, because of A.J. Brown. Um, but there was also, and because of uh, D.K. Metcalf, of course, Deontay Johnson was in that draft too, Terry McLaurin, but all those guys were all second-round picks. The only two first-round – there was just two first-round picks in that draft, Marquise Brown and Nikhil Harry. 2018, we had two, DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley, both at the end of the first round. I mean, so I mean, 2017, we had three, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, and John Ross. 2016, we had one, two, three, four – some of these drafts were, were better years, right? Some of these drafts were better years as far as the wide receivers, right? Why not why not just take the average? Well, because this draft is like this draft is being universally panned by scouts, by media, by everybody like is a down wide receiver year. And so if if after Jackson Smith and Jigba goes off the board, I mean, is the are is is New England just gonna be jumping up and down to go to go get a 173 pound Jordan Addison? Is 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 Minnesota just gonna say? You, you know what? We just need to go get Josh Downs. I feel Minnesota. Like, I mean, I'm just I feel Minnesota is probably odds on favorite after them to to get to take a wide receiver. After who? Do you think Houston takes one at twelve? I think they do. Okay, so if Houston takes JSN at twelve, that should be a pick that you make because I think that that. I think that um, I think that uh, um, JSN. I think you could pick JSN at twelve for like uh, over under twelve and a half, and the under twelve and a half is actually um, the the underdog. So okay. that, that that would be an interesting one. Um, I did. You know, Green Green Bay is not going to take a wide receiver. Maybe they oh, should. The Giant. I mean, but still, still, if they get to it, the Giants. I mean, I can see him taking Zay Flowers, all the rest of it. But then, like, uh, are we really gonna? Are there really four teams that are just in, so in love with each one of these guys? Let's just say that it's JSN, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnston. Are there really four teams that are that much in love with those four players to say we're gonna spend our first round capital on these guys? In a in a in a, you, do you know what I mean? I just I, I think the teams are going to say, man, some of these guys are going to slide to the second round, and I like them about the same. Is the line four or is it three? What's three and a half? <laughs> they don't give you even numbers, trash man. There's <laughs> there's no push in here. Three three wins, four loses if you take the under. And I think for this one, I'm just taking the under. It just that's to me what makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that, that's we, probably the the king in the north. Probably. The king of the north. He's asking our favorite rookie running back besides Bijan. So for so for me, it's Jameer Gibbs. For Trash Man, it's Zach Charbonnet. But I certainly do love uh, Zach Charbonnet myself. And I love I love Jameer yeah. Gibbs. I think all three of those guys are awesome. Co- Cody Carpentier, dogs. Love you, Cody. Remember to hit the like button right now. Right now. Right now. Hit the like button. Smash it. Do it. Smash Do it now. It's smashing the like button. All right. Um, your computer. A couple, a couple other props that I like to trash, man. One, just kind of, it's kind of an easy one for me with uh, Anthony Richardson. It, it's gotten, it's, 
so the, with the draft position, Anthony Richardson, now it's at minus 330 to say that he's going to go over 4.5. I don't think that Anthony Richardson is going to go in the top four picks. Yeah. I love him. I think he's exciting as hell. I think that he's, um, I think that he's, he is a guy who will be able to break fantasy football, right? Uh, if, if he, if things fall right. But just the buzz, the, the buzz we're hearing, um, the the way the markets are shifting, the way people are talking, it doesn't feel like he's going to go in the top. It doesn't feel like we're going to get a we're we're, we're going to get a one two three four run out of quarterbacks. That's what would need to happen. I refuse to believe that Anthony Richardson goes before Will Levis. I think it'll go. I think the the order of these players will be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. I think Richardson will probably fall though. I don't think he's going to go. You know, four straight bullets right off the board. And so if you're, if you're, if, 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 if that's the way I'm thinking, I can look over here on DraftKings at the draft matchup section. And I like Will Levis at 275 to be minus 275 to be drafted earlier than Anthony. Do you Richardson. think there's no way that hooker gets in that mix? With those, with those four? Yeah. No, not coming off an injury. Not when he's not gonna be able to be, he's not gonna be able to play until next season. And he's already 25. So, no, nah, man, I don't think so. Um, so we have, uh, when does the redraft cheat sheet come out? FFPC draft start early May. Yeah, so we, we'll, we'll have the, uh, the best ball cheat sheets will be up. Um, as, far as, the, uh, as far as the redraft cheat sheet, they go as soon as we can start running Sims, which is usually right then at the, about the beginning of May when we have enough. Re- it, it just takes time to get the redraft data end where we can run sims that actually work. So we're having to use underdog data right now that it, that gets pulled in. It helps us with the best ball sheets. As soon as these drafts get up and kicking and we get um, a good enough volume of uh, redraft ADP, that's when the redraft sheets will come. So I know that those start in early May. It might not be exactly early May when the FFPC stuff kicks off Mark Hartsfield, but uh, it'll be, it'll be as early in May as we possibly can. As soon as we can aggregate enough of that data to make sure that we're leveraged against those early ADPs. Um, uh, Minion Hunter says, do you think AR 15 will go in the first round? If so, which team is your guess? Oh, sure. I think he'll go in the first round Uh, as to what team I, I, I have no idea. I think it'll be, I think with him, it could be somebody who really surprises us. If I were to, you know, if I were to, I just, I, I don't know. I don't Do you like, think he could go to Atlanta at eight? No. Maybe could he go to I mean, what if he went to New England? <laughs> you know, Belichick Belichick's always been obsessed with those running quarterbacks. Well, and he hates Mac Jones. This kind of navy offenses and stuff. Um wouldn't go to Washington, wouldn't go to Pittsburgh. But I mean, maybe Detroit could he go to Detroit? Let him sit for a year or two behind uh that would be golly. What if they could just go nuclear with an AR-15? That would be, be, be something else. Um, hard to guess, though, man. Picking this draft's tough. Speaking of which, trash man, I'm getting starting to get excited about my huddle report mock draft. I saw that I'm now in 25th place over the last five years out of like 160 people. Um, okay, so with this next one, after Richardson, it's just this whole Jalen Carter thing for me. And Cody's in chat. I've been talking to Cody about this, and I keep asking him, why did, wh- why is nobody talking about the fact that Houston could just take Jalen Carter at number two? Does nobody just think that the best play that 
D'Amico Ryans, who loves having players like that on his San Francisco defensive line, and who it's seeming now like if they can't get Bryce Young, they might not go quarterback. Why not take the best player in the draft at a position, the most valuable position there is, at one that could be the linchpin of the exact defense that he wants to run? All because there's the stuff with the racing incident and the character concerns and stuff. And I yeah. get that people worry that he's, that he's been out of shape and all the rest of that stuff. And there's going to be, you know, a need to kind of monitor him and, you know, make sure everything's okay. But it's like, come on, dude. It's like, like, have you watched the film with Jalen Carter? I just, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. And so for me, the draft position for Jalen Carter, this is what doesn't make sense to me, trash man. So the draft position for Jalen Carter is over 6.5 is minus 130. Under 6.5 is minus 110. So he it, it's the favorite for him to go after 6.5, right? Yeah. Now look at this. In the top 10, do you know who the favorite is to go in the top 10? The nuts favorite? No. Jalen Carter at minus 5,000. His nearest comparison is Tyree Wilson at minus 1,000. So what you're telling me is he's a favorite to go and pick seven, eight, nine, or ten, but not before. But not before then. That doesn't make any sense to me. The only thing I can wrap my head around is as to why that would make sense is that his agent Drew Rosenhaus has said we're not taking visits, top thirty visits to any team picking outside the top ten. To me, I think that that means he knows that if he falls to Philly, Howie Roseman's going to take him at ten. Yeah. Now. It would make sense because you know what all the scuttlebutt is, is that they have two Georgia defenders on, uh, what is it, um, from last year. Who's the fat, Jordan, Jordan Davis, the fast uh, defensive tackle from last year, who they say, they say Jalen Carter really, really looks up to, right? And then I think, was it N'Kobe Dean who they drafted the linebacker? I think it was. So a couple Georgia guys who could be around him. It makes all the sense in the world for him to end up there at 10 to Philly. But who's to say that even if it is Philly and they want him and they have the perfect setup for him, who's to say that they're not going to be scared that somebody he's the best he's the best player in the draft? Who's to say that somebody won't like that Seattle won't take him or somebody won't try and trade up in front of like who's to say somebody won't trade to three with Arizona to take Jalen Carter? Why does it have to be somebody trading up to three to take a quarterback? To me, I, I just don't get it. So for me, I, I think that, it, dude, if you're telling me I can get value on Jalen Carter going be pick six or before, I'm doing that. I'm absolutely doing it. It's like it, it makes no sense to think that he's minus 5,000 to go top 10, but it's only going to be a pick seven, eight, nine, or 10. So where do you think Stroud goes then? Well, I mean, if you're taking him out of Houston, you're taking him out of Arizona potentially. I'm not necessarily taking him out of Houston. What if what if what if it goes young, Stroud, Arizona trades out, team to be determined takes um Jalen Carter. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I like Stroud to Houston. I'm not sure I like Stroud in Houston either. I mean, I'm not but it doesn't mean it does it doesn't mean it's not gonna happen. There's a lot of shit in the draft I don't like. I mean, Brashad Bateman went to the Ravens. Did Stroud even visit the Texans? Okay, so you're talking about the whole David Mulgetta thing? 
with yeah. Deshaun Watson and his our, our our good friend, the Texas Longhorn David David Mulgetta, with athletes first. Yeah. So Mulgetta does Mulgetta have CJ Stroud? Cody, you're in the chat. Does Mulgetta have CJ Stroud? David Mulgetta, CJ Stroud. I bet you he does actually. That's he. That he sounds like a guy that Mulgetta might have. Yep, Mulgetta has C.J. Stroud. Take C.J. Stroud off the board for the for the Texans. Um, well, in that case, Stroud would go four, or somebody else trades up with you. Or what if what if or what if what if what if what if Houston trades out? Oh wait, Mulgetta's got Jackson Smith and Jigba too. So that's something to keep in mind at twelve. Oh, right. Yeah. Also, there was the stuff that Kendra Miller was telling us about how into Quentin Johnston the, the Texans, Texans were are. whenever they were visiting with him. They, he, he felt like that visit with him was just to get intel on Quentin Johnston. And we did see, um, we did see Nick Casario standing close by with Quentin Johnston the whole time at TCU. So that's something, to, maybe something to keep in mind. There with with that. So does that make does that make Quentin Johnson the first receiver off the board? Yeah, uh, that 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 would make him the first wide receiver off the board. I think. JSN's not not going to go before you know the over under for him is twelve and a half. So, so I think maybe maybe, that, maybe that's the, an interesting maybe with the stuff that Cody just brought up about how JSN is a Mulgetta guy, maybe that means the over is probably better on JSN at twelve and a half. We'll get his per- persona not not non grata around maybe, the Texas and maybe Rangers. Quentin Johnston at you know plus one thousand to be the first wide receiver selected. Is that one of yours? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I mean, it's a it's a good it's a good long shot pick, right? Yeah, it's a good long shot. Pick. Well, and with this news that I'm getting now. Well, it's JSN. not news. It's just analysis, right? Well, I mean, well, I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I didn't know that JSM was with Mulgetta. The um, as far as the pick number, the number two pick overall. If we're talking these long shots, Jalen Carter's plus plus fifteen hundred to the at pick, at pick number two. That I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, dude. I mean, if I, like. If I if I have this conviction about Jalen Carter earlier than people think, it's like, you know, what the hell? Yeah. Um. Okay. And then oh, and then the the only other one that I had was um, draft matchups. Who will be drafted earlier? There's this one with um, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame and Dalton and um, and. Was it? I think it was Dalton Kincaid. I have to find it again. Was it? I th- was it? Was it Dalton Kincaid? Was the favorite? No. Okay. So Kincaid's the underdog. All right. So it's Michael Mayer minus one seventy versus Dalton Kincaid at plus one forty. Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from out of Utah. And just what what I thought when I saw that. Is like I understand that people love Dalton Kincaid and like Daniel Jeremiah has him ranked so high and Lance Zerline and all these other guys and I get it, but Dalton Kincaid hasn't like he hasn't even worked out yet, and we know from our friends who are scouts and stuff that the you know if the guy hasn't even worked out, that that's something where they say uh, 
you know, especially in a draft that's so full of good tight end prospects, if you're in a big need for a tight end, wouldn't you just say like, man, let's just see if he maybe falls or if he doesn't fall. Let's just see if we can get like Laporta or one of these other guys maybe a little bit later. To me, like uh, that makes sense to me. I think if you like Michael Mayer, that you're you're gonna go out and get Michael Mayer. You you think you got yourself like a young Gronk, yeah, and and you're just gonna go get him. So I like that one. That's that's my other uh, draft prop pick. Do, do, do you have any you like besides Quinn Johnson at plus one thousand? Well, now then I like JSN as the second receiver selected at plus three fifty. Again, these are situations that where we're not sure that. Um, we're not, you know, we're not sure that this is going to happen. We're just talking over less than likely scenarios where you where you can get paid off a whole lot on them. Yeah, right? I also like the second running back selected with um, Charbonnet with plus four hundred. What is Gibbs like minus minus four hundred? <laughs> okay, it's, it's because it's because it's going to be Gibbs. Do, do you think Gibbs will go in the first round? What's that? Is that at one and a half the, the, for the position totals? Uh, oh, gosh. Over one and a half in the first round is plus 300 for the, for, for the running backs. So p- people don't think Jameer Gibbs is going to go first round. I, I, think, I think Gibbs could go first round. What, what if Gibbs goes to the – Well, we were talking I, about Bijan potentially not going until Cowboys, who but they picked 20 – yeah, I, I just feel like the twenty six. I just, I, I just, I feel like the Bengals, the Bengals are such a sneaky running back landing spot there at the very back end of that thing. I think at plus three hundred, it might be worth taking the over. I think, I think it'll be under, but I think at plus three hundred, it might be worth taking the over. All right, uh, qu- quickly before we get into Sean Tucker, just your thoughts about the um, as far as the uh, Allen Robinson to um, Allen Robinson to. Pittsburgh, they paid him all the money in the world. They somebody tweeted out on Twitter last night all the all the quarterbacks that Allen Robinson's had. They've all been terrible. Byron retweeted it and said that Allen Robinson ruined every one of them. <laughs> so clearly, Roster Watch has never been huge Allen Allen Robinson fans. I feel no, like I mean, used to like, when he was in sh- Chicago. Or when he was in Jacksonville is when you liked him. <laughs> you, well, you liked him in Chicago. He was shitty in Chicago. I think he looked good at that camp you went to, and then that it was smithereens from there. He did look good at that camp. Yeah, man. Does it make any difference to you for for Pickens? I moved Pickens down a, a little bit on the best ball cheat sheet, but for I mean for Dynasty, I'm not sure it matters that much. This is, I think it I think it says something about how the team might feel about him. Uh, uh, our friend John Proctor said this on Twitter. He said, like, look, say what you will about George Pickens. You can feel this way. You can feel this way. A lot of us feel this way. But it does say something about what the team thinks about him, that, that they go out and they pay this dude $10 million bucks. I think it says more about. It's got to say a little something about Pickens. I think, it's, I think they want to su- support the quarterback there. I think Kenny Pickett is kind of who they're betting on there with that. All right. Fair enough. Are you, are you betting on Sean Tucker? Uh, let's talk about him. The running back out of Syracuse, Sean Tucker. He came out after his junior season, five foot nine, 207 pounds, um, 30 inch arms, nine and one half inch hands, a four, three, eight, 40. That's adjusted up from a, a self-reported 
four three three um at his pro, at his another pro day um where he worked out by himself had had his friends take his measurements <laughs> but i what I will say about Sean Tucker is that um Certainly, very very productive player. Forty percent of his forty seven percent of his team's uh, uh, market share for rushes last year. Sixteen percent team receptions. That's like tied for the fourth best of anybody at the at the combine at the at the running back position. Twenty seven percent of team total scrimmage yards. Thirty three percent team total team um, touchdowns from scrimmage. And when I watch Sean Tucker, the first thing you notice when you see him, is, you know, people. I don't understand how people worry about his speed. This is a guy that is a former track sprinter and high school track champion. Um, he, I'm not sure he runs a four three eight, but I mean, if he runs anything close to that, it's it's pretty, you know, it's it's pretty fast for a dude. Well, that, he looks fast. Yeah, five nine two oh seven. He's sort of built. He's he's sort of built with that bowling ball body. Is this sort of more dense than you like? Think, your, given his acceleration, like your Ray Rice. Yeah, well, Ray Rice was my first comp for him. Ray Rice, kind of Felix Jones type of player. Um, he is a guy that's good at forcing missed tackles. He can do it in a variety of ways. In the open field, he shows really good functional lateral agility, uh, maybe a little bit better than he does be behind the line of scrimmage. Um, but he brings good pop through his pads, good pad level, doesn't fumble. Um, what I'm concerned about is he was better in his sophomore season than his junior season. I'm concerned that he was, you know, prom- he was pretty prominent, you know, like as far as his role in the passing game. But it seems to me like his hands aren't really that. Good. I, th- I think he had five drops last year. Um, he's not a he's not a Jameer Gibbs. He's not a Zach Charbonnet. He's not one of these guys. Like I don't think he's even one of these guys. He's like a Bijan, a Gibbs, a Charbonnet, an A Chain. You know, he's one of these guys that's more just like he got used as a receiver, not so much he feels like he is a receiver, even like as much as guys further down the board, like Evan Hole and Chase Brown, yeah. who look like they like they actually have kind of receiving chops. I'm not sure that that I see that despite the really good um, analytics and, you know, the numbers that show as far as his reception share for his team. I mean, clearly, clear, clear, clearly he's, he's, he's done it. Um, he did rack up a lot of his, this was something I was texting Cody about. I thought it was wild. 31% of his, uh, so he had 23 rushing touchdowns over his final two seasons at Syracuse, a combined seven of them. So that was 31% came against two FCS opponents. Wagner. Wagner and Albany. Did yeah, I mean, it seemed like watching his highlights, it seemed like over <laughs> half of them were against Wagner. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, man. So um, he definitely did a little bit of bum hunting as far as his as far as his his big games, but uh, checks a lot of he checks some boxes that a lot of these guys in this draft class really can't with the size and the speed, the production. I mean, so, I the, mean the other thing. Seven? Let me just say the other thing though is that he. Just the stuff about the weird pro day and not testing at the combine and him saying that he had a medical exclusion and all this stuff. It's enough to make me a little bit worried about him. What is it that you saw when you watched Sean Tucker? Yeah, saw quick feet, saw good north and south runner. Um, he's quick to the edge. Um, I didn't see I didn't see him really 
uh, I guess, punishing contact um, or running through contact that much. Um, so it seems even though he's kind of, you know, kind of one of these kind of bowling ball like players, it didn't, I didn't really see him just like punishing his defenders. Um, so that, maybe that's something I need to go back and, and, and see too. If, if, if he's able to, you know, go down on, if he goes down on first contact or not, um, I got to look after his, look his, his, yards his, his yards after contact for attempt were a lead in 2021 and, and, and fell a good bit in 2022. And I, okay. I don't know why. I mean, he 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 looks better to me in 2021. Well, yeah, I've watched mainly his 2022. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why I didn't see that as much. It fell almost in half. Yeah. Um, the medical stuff. I don't know what to make of that. It's no one does. Well, I know the fact that you don't know what to make of it's what makes you feel so 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 swindly. Byron loves Sean Tucker. Byron has you know, I mean, I guess. You know, spoiler alert, because he'll be on the show on Monday, but he has him as his number four running back in the class. To me, I just I can't I, I can't get with that at all. I don't see him in that tier at all. Do you see? I mean, do you see him up there in that same tier as guys like Charbonnet and Kendra Miller and Roshan and stuff? Like, I guess you don't have Roshan ranked as high. I know you don't have him there with Charbonnet and Kendra, but no. what about versus a guy like a Banacanda? Same type. I mean, Abanacan is a little bit bigger, but he's another yeah. guy that's the size. I feel like Abanacan is bigger, but is still pretty fast. Um, I mean, I still go with – I mean, I'd maybe put him there with like Tajay Spears maybe. I could see him around there, but he's – and, you know, he's faster than Tajay Spears. Do you like – but, but – all right, so do you but, – but do you like – do you like Sean Tucker better than Tajay Spears? You're in a draft room right now. You got to make this decision for your NFL team. Well, I've seen Spears up close, and I've seen what he can do, you know, up with with my own two eyes. So I know, based off of his, his Senior Bowl performance, I can't. What about a Banacanda? I mean, I still like a Banacanda more. So you like you like both you like both Israel Banacanda and Tajay Spears both better than Sean Tucker. That gets us down to all right. Well, here's the toughest question. If you get to Sean Tucker's level, is that about where you start taking your chance on Devon A. Chain? Or yeah. would you rather have Tucker? Based on uh, upside, I'm taking uh, A. Chain for me. <laughs>